Alright, welcome back in the corner. We are moving on to the uh, smaller, rounder, harder ball in baseball and softball. And, uh, guys, uh, man, was good, good weekend to be at the Diamond. Beautiful weather, great baseball. Bears come away with a sweep. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys got a chance to go out there, but what a way to open up the season. Hey, close games, too. That's, close games. It's always fun to watch. But, uh, no, I mean, um, I was there for two of them, and uh, I mean, this team, I we were all probably expecting wins in these games, because everybody before, I mean, before this series, everybody just kind of heard Purdue and then shrugged their shoulders and said, whatever, you know, they're kind of a mediocre Big Ten team, which they are, um, but the stats don't lie, and the Bears have been uh, lights out against uh, Big Ten opponents, 15-4-1 and one, um, against the Big Ten Conference, and... Uh, I mean, basically what you wanted to see out of this team was that they could overcome adversity, which is something that they struggle with at times last year. Um, they'd get down early or uh, have, a, have a bad couple first innings, and they wouldn't pack it in, but I mean, you could tell with how young they were, they just didn't know how to respond. And um, aside from um, that second game, which was just offensive bonanza, um, the team, uh, they really kind of absorbed some of the, the stuff Purdue was throwing at them and uh, was able to counter. And I, I was really impressed with uh, the play of some of the younger guys. Uh, you could definitely tell that they're maturing. Uh, you could tell you could tell it last year, but, I mean, the, uh, the offseason definitely, uh, definitely helped them out. Uh, got some strong production from Craig Fritch. Um, Fritch, I thought... I mean, coming off, coming out of the bullpen, I thought he was their their most consistent, best looking reliever. Um, and but uh, guys, Sean Tollison, I mean, do we need to be scared for this guy? Oh no, I mean, I, his first appearance, first college appearance, maybe there's some jitters out there. Uh, I still, I still need to see uh, some more appearances from him. Start judging him. But Kendall Vols, wow, I mean, just uh, amazing performance. Big Twelve Pitcher of the Week after a Saturday's game, eight innings. Uh, ten strikeouts, two walks. Uh, really excited to see what this guy brought, as well as Willie. Willie only pitched a few, four or five innings, but uh, he has a live arm, and I really like to see that out of him. Um, but Craig, I went to Sunday's game. He struck out the side in his only uh, inning of relief there. So uh, Smith said before the season the bullpen's going to be one of the stronger assets of this team. Um, I saw firsthand why he said that. And I just got back from talking to some of the guys out there, and I talked to I actually talked to Kendall and I talked to um, um, Tolleson and they both were very very well. Tolleson was very happy that he was able just to pull it out. He 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 real he you know he's saying it's all jitters and such. But Kendall was very impressed with everything that was going on. Just well, don't want to sound like he was egotistical, but he's happy with what he did, and he was happy with uh, everybody else's bullpen. And even Coach was commenting about you know earlier this season. He said this is one of the deepest ones he's had ever. So it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a good season. Yeah, kind of interesting stat here. Baylor pitchers just allowed 22 hits while striking out 30 in the 29 innings they played this weekend. Only one extra base hit for Purdue. So, uh, as you could tell, pretty good stuff from Baylor pitching staff so far. Um, if Tolleson uh, can return to the form he was when he was a senior in high school before he tore up his elbow, this will be scary for uh, opposing Big 12 hitters. And I, I think more than anything, the the Aaron Miller experiment at pitcher gave me gave me some pause. I thought um, 
the bullpen for the most part was was really really effective. Um, they, I, I didn't see much that that I could really um, I could really be upset with. But um, Aaron Miller kind of looking pretty shaky on Sunday. Um, came out of right field, hit the mound, and uh, plunked a batter, walked another one. So I mean that's two guys on. First guy, I think it was the first runner in scoring position in like six or seven innings. Um, and, I mean, sure, I mean, he struck out the next three, which is kind of the other side of the Jekyll and Hyde that is Aaron Miller on the mound. But, um, I mean, pulling a guy out of the field uh, where he's of one mindset and putting him on the mound, I mean, I know he does have a lot of experience there, but um, I think there's there's some disconnect, um, at least in, in the transition, because you can tell he was still kind of moving from one to the other. So, um I mean, I wouldn't be one to question Smitty's judgment because, I mean, the guy's a, a hell of a, a coach. But, um, I mean, that might be something to look out for um, as the season goes on. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see less and less of Aaron Miller as the season goes along. I think this week was just try, you know, a little tryout on the mound, see how he could perform. He was a, he was a good pitcher in high school, got drafted in the 12th round, I believe, as a pitcher. So we know he has the stuff. Um, it's been... He didn't see any time on the mound last year, so kind of just throwing him, throwing him out this year, um, just to experiment with it. Uh, if he could, you know, be consistent like he was uh, with those three strikeouts there after he got in that jam, uh, obviously that would be something good for the Baylor baseball team. But uh, we can't afford to have him putting on guys like that when you're going to be facing tougher hitters once Big Twelve rolls around. And I think that's just something that he'll just get through experience. And just uh, I just saw a Tolleson, you know, he's this. Fonted pitcher, and you know he didn't do the, have the greatest game either. And we're still, you know, he's needs to get some more starts, and we'll, we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. What about the production from Landis Ware, guys? A freshman, we didn't expect him. The mighty mouse. Yeah, we didn't expect him to do anything offensively, especially nothing compared to Rainer Campbell's stats. But first game as a college player, knocks one out, and then has a pretty solid series all around. Uh, just. Just hypothetically, let's say this guy keeps it up for the next four, five, six weeks whenever Rainer returns. What do the Bears do when Rainer comes back healthy and Landis is still hitting like he did this weekend? Well, I don't think there's any question. I think that you have to go with Rainer. you got to put Rainer in yeah. the lineup. But would you, you take Horning or Dickerson out and put Landis at DH? That'll be something I think you have to look at at that time. I mean, if, if he keeps hitting like he did and popping home runs, then maybe... But I, I still think that your experience, this guy's going to be here for, you know, hopefully for four years. And yeah, I, I think what we've saw, we saw from Rayner last year, um, freshman All-American, I think he earned his spot um, regardless of where what Ware does here in the next uh, few weeks leading up to Rayner's uh, return. I think um, what you do when you put a guy like Ware into a lineup without any competition is, it, it, I mean, you kind of get more of a sense of um, the fact that they appreciate their position, the fact that they worked for it if they've got competition. Um, and if, if Ware doesn't have that kind of sense of competition, um, I, he's, a, he's a really good player, as we saw over the weekend. I don't think he's good enough um, to start off the bat like Rayner was last year. So, um, he, And he started to kind of come down to earth on Sunday, had, a, had, a, had an error and, and not a great day from the plate. So... I think we'll probably see his numbers even out. I mean, after the first two games, I mean, he were astronomical. I mean, his slugging percentage, and he led the team in basically every offensive category. But um, I think Rayner earned his spot, and I think what 
what should happen with Ware is he should be Baylor's number one option off the bench because Horning um, looked really good um, swinging the bat. Um, I didn't have the best numbers of any any player, but I had one of the team's two RBIs on Sunday. Um, so I, I think, as the, like Brian said, as time goes on, you're going to get a better idea of this. But um, but overall, I think Ware um, should be working his way off the bench. Um, five five uh, games a week, I think you're probably going to need a pretty strong bench anyways for pinch running, and, and Ware's pretty fast, so um, I think he'd be pretty useful with that. But all right, uh, moving on to softball. Not as great of a weekend. Uh, four and two over the, uh, the uh, Palm Springs Classic out in California. Um, guys, uh, softball team, I mean, nine and three at this point, uh, not quite where they were last year. Uh, they seem a little bit shakier, um, don't seem to be quite as strong um, from the plate. As, as Coach Moore had said before the season, I mean, this is a fast team. They're going to rely on speed. They're going to use the base paths. Um, but in a, a conference like the Big 12, playing teams like, I mean, they've got uh, Louisiana um, Lafayette coming to town here um, this weekend, which is a fantastic softball school. Against teams like that, you really need power. And I, I don't feel like they really have the pop that they had last year. Oh, we saw Jordan Daniels open up the season with five home runs, four home runs the first five, six games. Um, keep in mind, this weekend we did play some of the best teams in the nation, UCLA, Arizona. Uh, not a good showing against Arizona, losing 12-0. Um, I've heard that Kirsten Shortridge might be hurt, might have torn her labrum, so that's something we definitely need to keep an eye out on. Uh, I, I really like, like what I'm seeing from Jenny Isom, though. Uh, transfer from MCC seems to be earning her role there in the circle. But uh, as far as power number goes, we saw Brett hit one out, Brett Reagan. Um, other than Brett and Jordan Daniels, uh, you're right, Will, there's really not a lot of power supply from this team, and uh, it could be something to worry about. I think a big big part um, that Coach Moore talked about in the last couple of games is that he really has no idea, well, he doesn't say no idea, but he really isn't sure what the lineup is going to be. And I think... Right now, he's still, and everybody's still kind of competing to find that spot and, and kind of gel together because you have all these new faces and everything just uh, coming together, and it's gonna it's gonna take a while. And but once that gets going and people know their positions and everything, uh, then I think on at least on defense for sure that you're gonna you're gonna see a marked improvement. And what what Moore said before this tournament, he told me that um, the wins and losses of this tournament aren't necessarily as important as what he sees from his team. So um, if, if, he see, if he saw um, production from the, the players that maybe he was uh, looking to see production from and the guys that he wasn't sure about, um, then in those cases um, he said that, I mean, you can't really consider it a failure because they were playing such a stiff competition. And this quote from Moore, uh, he said, I thought this was a very productive tournament for our ball club. We're going to continue to get better from here. So what that tells me is that um, they're going to leave the tournament with those two losses, um, and it's it's not really going to saddle them. Um, it, it was it's more of a learning experience for him uh, and the players as well, just kind of trying to figure out uh, where some of these players fit in. Because not I mean, not every position on the team is is cemented for sure. I think losing a game like that this early in the season that by that much to a school like Arizona is actually can help out a team quite a bit because we've seen in other sports. Some school thinks that they're doing great, and they get just 
wallets, and then they come back to reality and realize where they're, they're still. So I'm not saying that that's where they are, but I think that'll help out later on down the, down the line when you have tougher competition and you just got to realize that you have to keep working and you got a lot of work left to do and never to quit working moving forward. All right. Thanks for uh, tuning in once again to In the Corner. Uh, we appreciate you uh, tuning in and uh, be sure to tune in next uh, Tuesday morning at uh, midnight when we are posted again for another great, great installment of In the Corner. You have a good week. <laughs>